Tonight I'm going to be ministering about walking with God. One of my absolute favorite topics. Because I love the presence of God. So don't you just want to walk with Him? (laughs) Talk with Him all the time? I know I do. Where would I be if it were not for God? Where would I be? You know, I say this all the time, but thank God for God. Thank God for God. Anybody else? Thank God for God. Where would I be if it were not for my God? Oh, my goodness. I'm so, so thankful. So thankful. In this topic, walking with God, we've been going through um, Dr. Savelle's minister's manuals. So you're all being trained up as leaders tonight. And uh, Dr. Savelle said this. He said, if we truly want to experience God's best in our lives, then we must make a deep commitment to walk with God. The idea, this is what he said, the idea is to get as close to God and to be as much like Jesus as we possibly can. That's the goal. Jesus walked with God as a man. He showed us how to do it. He's our example. He showed us how to walk with God. He showed us, he was the example of what we can do and what we can have. In this earth, on this earth, he showed us what life can be like. Don't you love reading about Jesus' life? The things he accomplished and did, how God used him, how he ministered to people, how he showed people the Father. That's what life can be like when we walk with God. Amen? Dr. Savelle said, you'll never walk in the supernatural if you refuse to make this kind of commitment to walk with God. We must stay hungry for God. When I read that line, I underlined for God. Everybody's hungry for something. People out there, they're hungry for something. They want and need something. They know they need something. But they need God. Right? You know, there's a difference. When I'm hungry, when I'm hungry, there's a difference between satisfying my taste And satisfying my hunger. Have you ever been hungry and you're like, oh, I want ice cream? Because that's my go-to. So I eat ice cream. And it tastes so good. And I so look forward to it and I just really like it. But I'm still hungry after ice cream. (laughs) You see what I'm saying? It didn't feel my hunger. You know? And I think that's how people are in the world today. They're looking for that. They're empty. And they want to be filled. They're hungry. They want to be filled. Right? But they just don't know what for. And they keep wanting to appease their taste buds. Right? But they are, because they're discontent, they're dissatisfied, they're hungry. And it's like that. You've got to have God. He's the only one that can fill that inner empty. You know? And you have to have him. Um, It reminds me of, um, in Isaiah 59, 8, you know, when people... You know, you just wish you just wish they would know your God. You wish they would believe you, right? About how good God is. You wish they would just believe God. You would, they would believe His word. And Isaiah fifty nine eight says this. It says they've made for themselves crooked paths. Whoever takes that path shall not know peace. Right? Because there's only God's way and every other way, and God's way will always lead to peace. It'll lead to everything we want. Right? It's almost like. The yellow brick road. Everything you want is on this road. But instead, you can't convince people of that, and they make crooked paths. 
It says in Isaiah, and whoever takes that path shall not know peace. But Isaiah 42, 16, God says, I will lead them in paths they have not known. He's so good. I will lead them in paths they have not known. I will make darkness light before them and crooked places straight. That's our God. That's where he leads. You know, Psalm chapter 1 says, and we know these verses. Some of these are going to be very familiar to you. But Psalm chapter 1 says, blessed. Don't you want to be blessed? I want to be blessed. Blessed is the man who walks not. So now we're going to hear how not to walk, right? Who walks not in the counsel of the ungodly. Stands not with sinners. Sits not with the scornful. But his delight is in the law of the Lord. And in that law, he meditates day and night. Goes on to say, and everything he puts his hand to do will prosper. All that he does will prosper. When I think about walking with God, I can't help but think about Matthew 11, 28 through 30, 29, 30. Jesus is saying, come to me. Anybody seen, y'all you seen Little House on the Prairie? Maybe not all of you in here. But you know, back in the day when they had to yoke two horses together, so that they would walk at the same speed together, right? To lead the, the wagon, right? So we've seen pictures of that. Jesus says, come to me, take my yoke upon you. That means let's walk together. Let's walk side by side, walk just like me. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me. For I am meek and lowly in heart. And you will find, get this, rest for your souls. That's what they're searching for. Rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. You know, they'll tell you, well, it's too hard to be a Christian. No, that's a lie. He says, my yoke is easy. My burden is light. It's the easiest thing I've ever done. When you have someone who knows all the answers, why wouldn't you just obey? It's pretty easy to obey, really, once you get your will out of the way. That's the hard part, I guess is the surrender. But once you surrender, this is easy. So easy. And then when you see the benefits, it's even easier. Because why would you want anything else? You know, it goes on to say, um, or before that, in Matthew 11, it says, Jesus is talking and he's thanking the Father and he's like, you've revealed this to babes. You know, sometimes it's easier for children to obey than adults. Right? Because they just listen. This is the key to being... Jesus said you revealed this to babes. Why? Because children, they know they don't know everything. They're asking questions. Right? Children ask questions. Mom, what's this? What's that? What's that for? Why? 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 Why this? Why that? Children ask questions. They don't think they know everything. They're trying to know everything. Right? They want to learn. And usually they want to know what you know. Children of God. Don't you want to know what he knows? Right? We want to know what he knows. And he'll reveal them to babes. Sometimes it's funny how a kid, you'll be talking. I know what, my son, he, he's brilliant. <laughs> He has moments of brilliancy. I'm not saying he's brilliant all the time, but he has moments where his brilliancy really shines through. 
And you know, sometimes I can remember asking, you know, you know how you just ask rhetorical questions out loud? You know, and we were just talking one day and, and I said, um, I said, you know, it's crazy. It's, it's kind of crazy. I mean, I, there are sometimes days where I'm busy and I don't, you know, I haven't spent time in the word and yet like God will speak to me or I'll know what to do in the moment. And, you know, and, and it was a busy day and I didn't sufficiently spend time and, you know, and sometimes it'll be days in a row where I haven't had sufficient time and yet, you know, I'm still happy. I'm still, the word is still in me. I'm not giving you excuses, but, and I, and I was saying to Drew and I, I was just saying to Drew, I just think that's kind of amazing. And he looked at me and he goes, that's because you don't fill yourself with anything else. And I was like, oh my gosh, you're brilliant. And I was like, that'll preach. That'll preach. Because if you don't fill yourself with anything else, you still only have one voice to follow. If you're not listening to a bunch of other voices, there's still only one voice leading you. You know what I mean? Take my yoke upon you. Learn from me. You'll find rest for your souls. And then the other verse, Micah 6, 8. You know, this Micah 6, 8 is in the context of, of what, to, what, what, what do I do to please God? What do I give to God? And it says, this is what he requires of you, right? To do justly, to love mercy, and to walk humbly with your God. There's that humble again, you know? Like you don't know everything. Just walk humbly with your God. You know, you got to walk with him. I mean, let's just break it down. Walk humbly with God. It doesn't say work for God. It says walk for God. It doesn't say speak for God, walk for God. You know, that's going to happen, but walk with him. Walk humbly is how you do it, right? And then with God, always with God. You know, you have to walk humbly so he can tell you everything. He wants to tell you everything. Why? So he can get you everything. That's God's heart. He wants to get you everything. But there's some things he got to tell you for you to get it. You know? Because you have a part. And so he wants you to walk with him so he can talk with you. Tell you everything he knows. Isn't that what you would do for your children? If you love them? What you want them to know everything you know? So they can be successful. Everything that's made you a success, wouldn't you tell them? Yeah, that's how the father is. He wants to tell you everything he knows. (laughs) Even Jesus said that. I'll tell you everything he said to his disciples as much as you can bear. And then I'll wait for you to be able to bear the rest and I'll tell you that. Because you got to grow. You got to grow in it. But God wants our life to have meaning. He wants our walk with him to be exciting. He wants us to be exciting. He doesn't want it to be a drag. He's not into that either. Shocker. I mean, I don't want my son to have a life that's boring. I don't want a life that's boring. God doesn't want your life to be stale and boring. He's not living that kind of life. You know, um, we have to hunger for him every day. Every day. The Bible says he's got something for you every day. When we fail to spend time with him, we miss out on what he had for today, right? It's like the manna. Remember the manna in the wilderness? He told them they couldn't store it up for the next day. Why? Because there would be new manna for the next day. (laughs) You know, old manna, 
their old manna was not good. They couldn't eat it, right? But old manna, for, new manna is fresh. Don't you want something fresh every day? I mean, I'm thankful for yesterday's word, and I'll still walk in that today, and it'll still be a blessing to me today, and I'll still pass it on. But I want fresh today, too. I want fresh bread every day. There's a difference between piping hot fresh bread and yesterday's bread. Now, I'm thankful for yesterday's bread. I'll eat it because I like bread. But fresh hot piping bread, (laughs) piping hot bread, no, I'll definitely eat that, right? And he has that for us every day. Lamentation says he has new mercies every day. His new mercies every day to give you something every day. It goes on to say, the Lord is good to those who wait hopefully and expectantly for him. Lamentation 3.25. The Lord is good to those who wait hopefully and expectantly for him, to those who seek him. And that means inquire of him, inquire for him, require him. We need him. I know we all know that, but we need him every day. Especially if you want exciting. You need him. Especially if you want to get into the supernatural. Gotta have him. Gotta have him. You know, if you don't want a relationship with this, you probably don't really want a relationship with God. If you won't even read, if I were to send you a letter or an email and you didn't even read that, you probably don't want to hear from me. This is God's letter to you. If you don't even read this, you probably don't really want to hear from him. Maybe it's too much effort to read it. I don't know. But we should want to read this every day. Every day. Because there's something in here waiting for you every day. His instructions are in here and it's good. John 1, 1 says, in the beginning was the word. And guess what? The word was God. This is God. If you're not, you, you can spend time with God every day by spending time with this. This is God. And you have to receive it like that. This is God. This is God. I love it. I love it. I love it. You got to value it. You got to act like it's valuable to you. You know, sometimes I feel bad if I set something on top of my Bible. Have you ever done that? You're like, oh, get that off of there. It's my Bible. It's God's word to me. It's God to me. Told y'all I love this topic. (laughs) Psalm 119.105 says, Your word is a lamp unto my feet, a light unto my path. You know what that means? I don't have to stumble. When I get in this, he'll tell me everything I need for today. And there's no confusion, no stumbling around, no wondering. If I hear his voice on a daily basis, if I'm listening for him, his instructions, I don't have to stumble around. I don't have to not know how to be a parent. I don't have to not know how to be a good employee. I'm listening for him, walking with him, trying to do things the way he would do things. Letting him teach me how to do it. Isaiah 55, 3 says, Incline your ear and come to me. Hear and your soul will live. And I will make an everlasting covenant with you, the sure mercies of David. 
here and your soul will live. You know, your mind, your will, your emotions. Don't you want them right? I want mine right. There's a lot that can make you, there's so much drama in this world. Your emotions can go tilt. I want my emotions to have the life of God. Right? To be in line with God. Where does God, so I wrote this in my notes, but where does God take you when you walk with him? I mean, if, I, if I'm supposed to walk with him, where is he going to take me? Right? I want to know where are we going. Right? Well, Isaiah 55, 12 pretty much says, well, wherever you go, his word will make you go out with joy and be led forth with peace. You get his word and where you're going, no matter where you're going, you're going with joy and you're going with peace. I think that's pretty good. That's a good benefit right there. Psalm 23, 3 says, he leads me in the paths of righteousness. That's where I'm going. I'm going in the paths of righteousness. That's where he's going to lead me. Don't you like being right? Then I want to be on the path of right. (laughs) Right? Righteousness. I want to be on the path of right. And I want to execute right. You know, we learned, haven't we learned from pastor that God is the God of righteousness, our Lord, our righteousness. And that means he's going to execute right. Well, I want to do that. I want my life to be right. And I want to go about doing right and executing right in other people's lives. I want to make other people's lives right by the anointing. Where, God, where the devil's holding them back, held them back, hindering them. I want to make it right. I want the anointing that's going to make that right. So I want to be led in the path of righteousness. Psalm 25.10 says, all the paths of the Lord are mercy. That's kindness. <laughs> Don't you love when people are kind? Don't you love it when God is kind? All the paths of the Lord are mercy and truth. Truth. Again, right. You're not deceived. You're not seduced. You're on the path of truth. Proverbs over and over again talks about God's ways of goodness. I'd like to be in the way of his goodness. (laughs) Ways of goodness and paths of righteousness. Psalm 1611 says, you will show me the path of life. Well, I want that too. I'm in. So far, I'm in. Are you in? You will show me the path of life in your presence. That means I'm walking with him. In your presence is fullness of joy. Fullness of joy. You know, right now, there's so much, um, there's so much talk about mental health. Because people are so depressed, confused. But that's not the path God leads you on. He can, clear, he can clear all that up. See, I'm not just telling you stuff for you. I'm telling you stuff for somebody you're going to run into this week. To give you boldness to tell them the truth. You know the Bible says speak the truth to your neighbor? We've got to tell them what we know. At your right hand, pleasures forevermore. What if we actually believe this stuff? What if we, it's so simple. What if we actually believe this? Isaiah 30 verse 21 says, Your ears will hear a word behind you saying, This is the way. This is the way. Walk in it. I mean, he's so good. He'll tell you where to go, what to do. David walked with God, right? We know that. David walked with God. The Psalms are his conversations with God. 
his conversations with himself about what he hears God say, right? You know the words lead me? I looked up the words lead me. Because if God's going to lead me, then what's the Bible have to say about lead me? Every single one of the words lead me in the Bible are found in Psalms. I think David knew something about letting God lead him. David knew the benefits of walking with God. He said, lead me in your righteousness because of my enemies. Make sense? I want to be right because I have enemies that want to prove me wrong. I have enemies fighting against me, want to take me down. So keep leading me in what's right because they're just waiting for an opportunity. Lead me in your righteousness. He said, lead me in your truth and teach me. For you are the God of my salvation. Why should I let God teach me and lead me? Because he's the God of my salvation. He's going to save me, rescue me, deliver me, right? Put me in a broad place, the Bible says. So I let him lead me in your truth and teach me. David said, teach me your way and lead me in a smooth path. Smooth. Make my way smooth and straight, Isaiah said. David said, for your namesake. Lead me and guide me. Y'all are all representatives of God. If anyone at work knows you're a Christian, then it's for his name's sake that you want him to lead you. Because you make him look good or not so good. So don't you want to make him look good? Yeah, so God, lead me so I can make you look good. So every, you know, David said it like this. Let all, let them all know there's a God in Israel. Right? Because he wants you to have success so that everyone knows you have a good God. He said, David said, let your light and truth lead me to joy and praising my God. Well, if he's not going to lead you into good, you got nothing to praise your God about. So if I'm praising God, that means I just, right? Experience something great, something good. Or I found out who my God is, which is even better. David said, when I am overwhelmed, lead me to the rock. You have been a shelter and a strong tower to me going to lead you to himself. Shelter, strong tower. Then he went on to say, no matter where I go, because he talked about, he didn't say those exact words. He's like, whether I go here, whether I go there, whether I go here, whether I go there, he said, even there, you will lead me. No matter where I go, like if I go, if I go out on my own, you'll still lead me. And your right hand will hold me. He said, how precious are your thoughts toward me? When I awake, I am still with you. Isn't that great? When I wake up in the morning, he is still there. I've slept for eight hours. And he is still there, waiting to leave me. You know, I think about that, and I think, you know, sometimes that can be, you know, physically I awake. But what about when we're just plain stupid? You know? Then when we awake... He is still with us. He's still right there. Even when I've had a journey through stupid, he is still right there. That's a good word. I am still with you. And you're still there to lead me. David said, lead me in the way everlasting. Walking with, you know, Psalm 23. Look at all those benefits that David wrote about. The shepherd, doesn't a shepherd lead? He started that with, right? You're my shepherd, I shall not want. 
So he's not going to leave me into want. He restores my soul. That's restoration. He's going to lead me to restoration. I will fear no evil when I'm walking with God. Divine protection. Your rod and your staff comfort me. Divine comfort and peace. Right? Thou preparest a table before me in the presence of my enemies. Divine protection. He's with me even when I'm around my enemies. <laughs> you anoint my head with oil. Fresh anointing when I'm walking with God. My cup runs over. No lack ever. Walking with those are benefits. Surely goodness and mercy will follow me all the days of my life. Divine favor. All the days of my life. David knew something about the benefits of walking with God. Right? Walking with God means constant dialogue with God. You just talk to him all day long. Just talk to him. Pray in the spirit. Talk to him. Constant fellowship with God. Involving him in everything you do. I mean, if Deborah and I were walking through the mall and we were shopping, I would pick something up and I I would say, Deborah, what do you think about this? Because she's standing right there. God is with you. Involve him in everything you do. God, what do you think about this? What should I do about this? Involve him in everything you do. That's walking with God. Living in accordance to his word. That's walking with God. Let me say that one again. Living in accordance with his word. The Bible tells us how can two walk together unless they agree. Unless they be agreed. So if I don't agree with this word, I'm not walking with God. This is his word. I have to be in agreement with what he said. That's walking with him. Abiding in him. Abiding in him. Where else would we want to be? I love songs that say that. Where else would I want to be? Than here in your presence. Abiding in you. All around me. Abiding. John 8, 31 and 32, familiar verses. Abide in my word, and you are my disciples indeed. Abide in my word. Live there, dwell there all the time, and you're my disciples indeed. Disciples learn. That's the very definition of a disciple. As a student, right? They're going to learn. They're going to become like the master. So Jesus said, if you abide in my word, you're my disciples. You're going to become just like me. If you'll abide in my word. Then he went on to say, and you will know the truth and the truth will make you free. Ultimately, if you are walking with God and walking with his word, abiding in this word, you're going to dominate, dominate in life. You're going to reign in life, the Bible says. You're going to dominate in life. Once you begin, Psalm 119, 130 says, the entrance of your word gives light, right? The entrance of your word gives light. And once you start getting light on something, revelation, understanding, you know, we all say the light bulb went on. That's from Psalm 119, 130. The entrance of your word gives light. You have understanding. You know what to do all of a sudden. Right? You'll begin to dominate in life. You know what to do. You recognize good from evil. You're not getting duped by the devil. You know exactly what to do in a situation. And then once you begin dominating darkness, you'll want to do that more. So it will drive you to the Bible. 
right? More. I want to know more. I want to know more. You won't want to put up with darkness anywhere in your life. Once you beat it somewhere, then you're on a quest to beat it everywhere. You know, the disciples came to Jesus and they called him master because he had all the answers. How is that possible? A man had all the answers. He knew what the word said. And he spent time with the father. And he knew what to do in every situation. They called him master because he had every answer and he knew what to do every time. That's what you have access to. That's what we have access to. By walking with God. We can have answers to questions. Daniel proved it. Pastor just said it on Sunday. The queen went to the king, told him about Daniel. The king came to Daniel and said, I've heard of you. (laughs) They should say that about you. I've heard of you. That the spirit of God is in you. And that light and understanding and excellent wisdom are found in you. Because why? You have light. You have understanding. Excellent wisdom is found in you. If it was said about Daniel, it can be said about you. He was under the Old Testament. We have the New Testament. We have the Holy Spirit in us. Ephesians 5.8 says, walk as children of light. Walk like you know something. Know something and walk like you know you know something. (laughs) Right? Walk as children of light. And John 1.5 reminds us that the light shines in the darkness. And the darkness has never overpowered it. Amplified. The darkness has never overpowered it. It goes on to say, in case you're wondering, in verse 9 of John 1, he gives light to every man. It's available to every man. Every man. You And everyone around you has access, is able to get this light. You know, people can argue about not living under the law. Have you ever heard people say that? I'm not living under the law. In reference to not abiding by God's instructions. Hello. That's what they say. I'm not living under the law. The only person who says that is someone who's trying to fight against God's instructions. Not me. I'm not trying to not abide by God's instructions. Do we think he's not giving instructions anymore? I'm not trying to find another way to live. This one's working pretty good for me. I'm living by this book right here. This is all I know. This is all I know. I grew up in this and I'm so thankful. I thank God every day. And this is all I know. When I became a wife, I went to the Word. How do I do this? When I had a son, I went to the Word. How do I do this? What are the verses on this? Use your concordance. That's why it's in there. (laughs) Look up children. Look up son. Look up parent. Look up whatever. But find out what God has to say about it because the perfect way is right here. This is how I learned everything I know. I give this a credit for everything I know. And the people who taught me what this says. This is everything to me. Everything I have in my life is a result of this right here. I'm so thankful for this. So thankful for this. I'm not...
David Oyedipo, is that how you say it? He said this, we are not all enjoying the same level of victories because some are walking in more light than others. The entrance of your word gives light. If you're wanting God to speak to you, read. Read. He didn't just say it to the people he said it to in here. He said it to you. It says the Bible says everything that's been written in here is for our admonition. It's for us to learn from. There's so many things I've learned in here. So many verses that I found that changed how I live. Changed the way I think, the way I talk. Dr. Savell put a list in his lesson and he said, when you walk with God, it will shape your moral standards. You'll find out what morals you're supposed to have. Not what the world says is okay. Not what other Christians say is okay. What does God say is okay? Walk with God and find out, right? He said, number two, that when you walk with God, it will determine your lifestyle. That will determine your lifestyle. If you're questioning your lifestyle, read this. This will tell you what lifestyle you should have. When you walk with God, it will, number three, dictate your conduct and behavior. Like I just said, it changed the way I think. You can't, you can't, if you love God, if you have a reverence for God, you can't keep doing what you want to do or think is right if it doesn't, if this doesn't back you up. The Holy Spirit will correct you. Good news, bad news, you have the Holy Spirit. (laughs) The Holy Spirit will be quick to pinch you kind of feels like that on the inside. Like, a, whoa, 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 whoa. No, that's not how we act. Right? He'll dictate your conduct and behavior. Number four, he'll create a desire to live holy. That's what happened to Isaiah. In Isaiah chapter six, Isaiah got in the presence of God. And the first thing was he was like, my mouth is so unholy. He had a rude awakening of what he was like. And he just wanted to be better. And he went to God to be better. Guys, in case you're wondering, that's how we get better. This word is God telling us how to be better. And then we have to do it. So when he says, let no evil talk, no corrupt communication come out of your mouth, now you have to do it. Because that's how you become more like God. That's how you become more like Jesus. Because remember, the goal is walking with God, but you can't do anything supernatural. If you don't make a deep commitment, that's how I started out tonight. Remember? If you don't make a deep commitment to walk with him. So you have to do things his way. Number five, when you walk with God, it will enable you to reject the works of darkness and the ways of the world. You'll just reject it. That's not for me. No, mm-mm. not hanging around that, not listening to that, not watching that. David said, I put no evil before my eyes. No evil. Number six, when you walk with God, it gives you courage to shun evil. Courage to shun it. When everyone else is doing it and they're getting ahead because of it, promoted, whatever. You know, it's like dog-eat-dog world, you know. You don't have to do that. It will give you courage to say, nope, my God will, he exalts the humble. I'm going to stay humble. I don't have to promote myself. 
I don't have to talk about myself. I'm just going to be faithful. I'm going to be faithful. The faithful abounds with blessings. You go to the Bible and you do it his way. It gives you courage to shun evil. Number seven, when you walk with God, it causes you to be conformed to the image of his son. Listen, when you're walking with God, who is just amazing, why would you not want to be amazing? Right? I mean, I know when I'm around people and they do something differently than me that's better, then I'm going to do that now. You know, you maybe you've never seen it done that way. So you adopt what they've done because, hey, that's a lot easier than the way I used to do it. I'm going to do it that way. And that's what happens when you walk with God. You find out how he does things and you're like, oh. So that's why you're conformed to his image because you just start changing. You know, sometimes in this world we think we're going to get better results doing it the way, you know, we've seen it done by the world because they got what they wanted, you know. But God's results are so far above their results. You're settling for their results. You can have their results and more if you just do it God's way. When we hunger for God and we walk with God, we'll be refreshed. You'll be refreshed. Remember Jesus said, rest for your souls. He'll tell you what to worry about, what not to worry about. Nikki, don't worry about it. It's nothing. It will be as a non-existent thing. I got you. You'll be refreshed. Don't you love friends that walk with you and tell you that kind of stuff? Nikki, you're great. Don't worry about it. I mean, so everybody needs an encouraging word every once in a while. Jesus said, John 4, 14, whoever drinks of the water I give will never thirst. Never thirst. Think about it. You're never not refreshed. That's amazing. When you hunger for God and walk with God, he will empower you to overcome every adversity. I like that. Because he's right there to tell you how to do it. If you're walking with him, if you've got an ear inclined to him, he will empower you to overcome every adversity. You know, and the fact that he's right beside you might have something to do with it too. I mean, I remember a story my dad tells. He was like, I think in high school, and he had problems with this guy named Keith. And they were out bowling one night. He was bowling with some friends, and Keith came over and start, started a, you know, whatever, being a bully, right? And my dad was pretty skinny at the time, and he's not, you know, he's not like, he's like 5'11". So Keith was messing with him, and he had another friend who was big guy, you know, like on the football team. And that guy came up behind my dad, and he said to my dad, Bob, you having a problem? And my dad went, I don't know, Keith, am I having a problem? Right? That's like God. Standing right beside you. I don't know, am I having a problem? Because like God's right there. He says he'll fight for you. He'll defend you. He'll deliver you. He's with you. He's for you. I love that. So it kind of empowers you. <laughs> that his presence is with you. You know, when God sends you somewhere, that's the safest place you can be. It doesn't matter if bombs are exploding all around you. If God sent you there, it's the safest place for you to be because you're in his perfect will, right? 
When we hunger for God and we walk with God, we will stay encouraged no matter what might be happening around us. We'll be encouraged. In your moment of, oh, just imagine what God would say to you right then. What would God say right then? Is God worried about it? Does God think you're not going to make it? Does God think they're going to win? No, no, and no. Right? So what would he say to you in that moment? When he's right there, you'll be encouraged no matter what's happening around you. Walking with God has to be our number one pursuit. Right? Our number one pursuit. We have to be so convinced about walking with him daily, going to him, listening for him, obeying him. Be so convinced that we live it. That we actually live it. Because then we can convince other people to live it. And they need it. We need it. Don't get me wrong. But they need it. And they don't even know about it. Wouldn't it be horrible if we knew all about it and weren't doing it so they never found out about it? Can you hear me appealing to you? But this has been walking with God. Ooh. Has been the richness of my life. There's a verse in Jeremiah that says, let me look. I think I wrote it here somewhere. Maybe I didn't. But it said, your words were found and I did eat them. And they became the joy and rejoicing of my life. That, I could have wrote that. They've been the joy and the rejoicing of my life. They gave me hope when I didn't know what to do. And I found out that just keep doing this and you'll win. And it worked. They're the joy and the rejoicing of my life. And when it works for you once, you'll go back for more. Because you'll go back for everything you have need of. It's been the richness of my life. So when I say, even though the message is titled Walking with God, I think my real title would be The Value of You. Because when you know the value of Him, the value of walking with him, where else would you go? What else would you do? I just, nothing else fills me like he fills me. You know, you can sit down, and all of this is a progression. When you first start reading the Bible, you do it because you know you're supposed to. Mom tells you to, dad tells you to, your Sunday school teacher tells you to, so you just start reading. But after years of reading, When you need something, it just floats up. And you don't have to go find it. That's the goodness of God. That's the goodness of God. He'll just tell you something you've already read. Bring it back to your remembrance. That's the Holy Spirit's job. He'll bring it back to remembrance what Jesus said. And you're like, oh yeah, okay. That's right. Yeah, that's right. When things come against you, when the devil comes against you, because let's face it, he's got fear and lies. Those are all beatable by truth. If I know the truth, then I don't get in fear. And that truth can just come floating up because I put it in me. 
because I was just obedient to do through the beginning years. So I just encourage you, keep reading. We have first things first. We're still doing it. Keep reading. Every year, just keep reading. Keep reading. Because everything you have need of is in here. He's so, so valuable. And he'll make you win. He'll make your way successful. He'll make you prosperous. Won't he? Every time. And it gets better and better. It gets better and better. Lord, thank you. Thank you for your word. Thank you, God, that you, the God of the universe, are willing to walk with us. (laughs) Wow. It's amazing. Father, let us know your presence every day, all day long. Let us be quick to hear you and obey you. Let us be quick to go to you, to require you, because then you can give us something good. Exactly what we have need of. Father, we don't ever have to be empty. We don't ever have to be hungry or thirsty because you satisfy Let us not turn to anything else, Lord. Help us at the end of the day, even when we're tired, to know that our refreshing is in you. It's not in TV. It's not in running around. It's not in shopping. It's not in going. But, Father, we can be refreshed just by your word and spending time with you. Father, I just simply believe that when we take time for you, you will reward us. You will tell us what we need. You will heal us, body and soul. Father, you're so good. (laughs) You have so much good for us. So, Father, we, tonight, we just, again, freshly purpose to walk with you, to walk humbly with you, to yoke ourselves to you, and to walk with you. All day, every day, every situation. And I thank you, Father, for the Holy Spirit who will minister love and faith to us. That when you say something, we know it will work. You are good to your word. And we're convinced, fully convinced, that what you promise, you will perform. We will do our part so we can get the promises. I thank you, Lord. Those of us in this room, Father, right now that have things going on in our lives, Father, I thank you for clarity. I thank you for wisdom, and I pray for the entrance of your word to give them light. I thank you, Lord, that they'll lay down tonight thinking of you, requiring you, and inquiring of you. And, Father, you will answer them. I thank you that they will wake in the morning and be refreshed with strength for a new day. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Pastor?